Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, everyone, here we go with an interesting topic, dealing with the demonic. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to make this pastors unplugged or idleman unplugged because it's relevant for, obviously, those who are not pastors, but also it's mainly focused to pastors. So let's sit back and just take in the big picture because, I mean, we could sit here for hours. I did a a series on demonology some time ago that you can find on YouTube and all the scripture references and so many different things. But the big picture is there is a demonic realm without a shadow of a doubt. The Bible talks about the enemy going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Paul talks about spiritual warfare, that the weapons that we actually use to fight the enemy are not, are not carnal, meaning they're not physical. You're not going to pull out an AR 15 and shoot the devil or shoot the demons and Um, There's a spiritual battle going on, and the only way to really defeat that is with spiritual weapons. Obviously, that being prayer and fasting and worship and putting on the whole armor of God and having discernment. Uh, We can't forget that discerning of spirits is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So here we go. On one end, we have ultra-conservative, where you don't mention the demonic realm much. Um, you don't talk about demons. Uh, most of those pastors have never experienced deliverance. And then you have the complete other side of the spectrum with the body of Christ that everything's demonic and there's a demon under every rock and everyone has a demon and needs to have it removed. And, uh, and so, you know, trying to find that middle ground is what is challenging because Jesus said, you know, when you believe on him, as the scriptures say, out of your belly is going to come rivers of living water, what, of course, the power of the Holy Spirit, and you'll be able to, he said, speak in other tongues, cast out demons. And so, you know, obviously the question that comes up, cast out demons from unbelievers. And, you know, that's where a person would have to be careful because you cast out you know, from an unbeliever. And if they don't know the Lord and that house is not filled with the spirit, he can bring back, you know, seven other spirits more wicked. And then that that last state of that man is worse than the first state. Of course, the context there, Jesus is talking to the religious leaders and saying that the last state of these religious leaders is going to be worse because they rejected the Messiah. And, uh, but there's a lot of biblical principles there. So, uh, deliverance you know, I, obviously Christians that were possessed is, has been thrown around a lot and a Christian cannot be possessed. The Bible actually doesn't use the word possessed, believe it or not. Uh, when you look at the King James and new King James, new American standard, NIV, ESV, uh, and then you have, you know, more, uh, dynamic equivalents, interpretations like new living translation, message Bible, things like that. They use different words. And the Greek word is is demonized. So a person can be demonized. So can a Christian be oppressed and, um, and you know, worked over by a demon? Uh, absolutely. I believe that the, it's demonized, especially if that believer opens the door with marijuana, 
with other drugs and alcohol and things or, or experimenting. I mean, I know believers that love the Lord and sometimes they'll open themselves up with, um, Oxycontin and Vicodin and, uh, or they'll, um, you know, dabble a little bit into, I wonder what the horoscope is saying. I know it's not right, but you know, it's just interesting. It, it, I, there's a fascination there. Now, some people say, well, they're not even really believers then, but I, I, I don't know about that because believers struggle with sin. They struggle with the old nature. They struggle with the old man, uh, the Adamic nature. And so what happens with the demonic realm is you can open doors and then they be, there's becomes a stronghold. There's reasons, for example, alcohol is referred to as spirits or marijuana or these hallucinogens drugs. And, and, and you really open that door and now you give them more permission. And so out of that, now they can, they can wreak havoc in your family. Uh, they can just kill your spiritual life. They can, you know, mess with you financially and in your job because now there's this open door. And so the demonic realm is real as pastors. The hard part is, you know, for example, if you're praying for someone, how do you know if it's demonic? How do you know if it's just um, a work of the flesh? How do you know if it's just something going on, you know, spiritually, uh, I'm sorry, physically in their body, for example, you know, it, it, somebody, some people just rush to judgment. Okay. Let's, let's pray that, that this, this demon of whatever you fill in the blank. Um, you know, let's, let's say for example, anger. So this person you're, you're, you're praying for this release of anger and, but it could not, doesn't necessarily need to need to be demonic. It could, the root could be that repentance has never really taken place. There's a lot of pride. There could be a strong hold uh, in the family line there. His father was angry and you usually see angry fathers that pass down to angry children often and nobody really broke that type of, of bondage in their life. And um, I know with anger, if they're not really walking with the Lord and they're not spending time in his word and worshiping and 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 they just get up and they look at the news. And so are they fueling this anger by their lack of spiritual disciplines? You know, I've talked about a lot about uh, caffeine. You know, if they're drinking half a pot of caffeine, ca- caffeine a day, they're, they're amped up grabbing some monster drinks and energy drinks and Red Bull. And man, they are amped up. And what that does, it's put your body in fight or flight. So please cast this demon out. I am this, this anger, whatever. I, I don't, I don't give really names to demons, a demon of anger, de- demon of lust, demon of alcohol. I mean, it, you know, I might get to heaven and find out I was wrong in that, but, um, they, there are demons with, with, uh, with predispositions to work in certain areas of a person's life, of course. But so anyway, we could be going after the demon when really the body needs to be disciplined. And it's been said, I don't remember exactly who coined the phrase, but you can't discipline a demon and you can't cast out the flesh. So (laughs) trying to find that, um, you know, what's really going on is difficult. And that's why discerning his spirits is so important. That's why prayer and fasting is so important. So giving an example, many times, you know, uh, in the prayer room, praying for people as I'm praying, I can just sense there's some serious demonic activity going on and we can, believers can take authority in Jesus name. And, and, but sometimes if, if a person, I remember one person, you know, we pray for and the depression would lift and they were just joyful. But then a couple of weeks later, ah, back to the oppression. So demonic realm can oppress people and you'd have to just pray in again. And sometimes it's a battle. Some strongholds are not removed easily. 
Sometimes it takes time. So my advice to pastors would be that you don't automatically rush to conclusions one way or the other, unless it's clear, unless it's evident, unless there's manifestations, you know, God has revealed to you. Um, I've had, you know, I even had a dream of a black panther. Uh, it was so weird, so vivid, knew it was of God, knew it was like a demonic type of, of thing going on there. And I think it was within a day or two, um, I had a debate with the Jehovah witness who came by my house and stayed in my house for two hours and was wearing black. And this Jaguar in the dream was, was avoiding the light and going to the right and to the left of the dream. And so, um, this, that's what he was doing. He was kind of just going around. And I even said that you're just, you're just getting around, you're trying to go around this light of the gospel. And, and then boom, God brought that right back to me. And then I knew I was dealing with a demonic type of, of thing going on there. And then praying with people, you know, some people have manifested, they've fallen down or they've went up against the wall and you can kind of tell what's going on. But many times, and I'm not, I'm not gifted in this area. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a, you know, gifted in deliverance. If that's even, you know, biblically speaking, all spirit filled believers can do what Jesus said to do, cast out demons and things. So um, we don't see the power of God moving like we, you do in other countries in Africa, uh, Mozambique and Somalia and uh, Northern Africa. I know missionaries there that did just incredible moves of God and they're dealing with witchcraft and you can see people raised from the dead. You can see healings taking place and you can just, you just see that power of God. And I, it's just in America, we just don't really sense that. And it really skews our theology. I think I even recently watched a video, Francis Chan on the mission field and uh, was um, everyone he prayed for was healed. And just looking at some of the negative comments, it was just so sad to me because they don't realize the very thing they need is the very thing they're mocking. They need a mighty move of God's spirit in their lives. And the more devoted we become to Christ, the more we fully surrender our lives, the more we can fight that demonic realm. And so the reason it's difficult for many Christians is they're not filled with the spirit and they're not walking closely with God. So they don't know how to handle the demonic. They don't even know if it's demonic. Uh, they, they don't know, um, really what to do and, and, and they, you know, try to cast it out, but then there's no real authority because, uh, you know, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? And the, the demonic realm knows when a person lacks power. And so it's a balancing act. I've never really been able to, to, to master it on what is a demonic thing. What is, you know, somebody just struggling with low serotonin levels and their brain chemistry and their body chemistry is off. And we're going to go cast out a demon of depression when that's not the case. So you have to be pretty careful in this area. You also have to, um, be leery of those who, who, um, talk about a demon in every single person or every situation. I remember a young lady that was prayed for, um, and this, and the person was identifying it as an evil spirit and it wasn't, it was something happening in her body. And then she now was worried that, um, gosh, do I have a demon? And what do I do if I have a demon and kind of just instilled some fear. However, I think there's a lot more demonic activity than we realize. I think, I think a lot of people are dismissing the demonic when the demonic is the cause and, uh, you can give the enemy a foothold for, I mentioned anger. You know, if you're unrepentant, that anger can come in. Uh, if there's a, um, a Jezebel type 
spirit working in the lives of people, men, women, whoever, pastors, and, and that's really just a controlling type of spirit. And and if that's not taken authority over, over or over and repented of, you know, it can it can manifest itself in other ways. And uh, we have obviously I, I mentioned drugs and alcohol, and um, you know, so it's interesting. I don't quite understand how a person can be demonized. We just know they can, especially unbelievers. I mean, I think I think most unbelievers have a lot more demonic activity in their lives than they think. Um, and also, we do know that some. Uh, I don't know when I'm, you'll be listening to this, but some pastor, I, I'm, I don't, I can't find the news story right now. Uh, I'm going to try to go online, but he said that all, I think I can find it here. A friend sent it to me and uh, let me see if I can find it. Don't worry. It'll be worth it. Um, let's see. He asked me, what do I think of this? A controversial pastor says OCD and autism are signs of demonic oppression, demonic activity. So, my thought to him was they can be signs of demonic oppression, but they're not always signs of demonic oppression. See, that's the difficulty. We can't say that autism or OCD or any of these things, yeah, it's always demonic activity. Now, it can be demonic activity, you know, epileptic seizures. We see in the Bible that things can, the demonic realm can be manifested in different ways. I mean, autism, a lot of that could be health related with all the food coloring, the dyes, uh, many, much of the research they're doing on vaccines and, and, and the adjunct agents in the vaccines with the mercury and the formaldehyde and the, the things that the, the, the delivery system that break the blood, uh, the blood brain barrier and actually can, can, go into the brain and cause a lot of these things. So I think this is just a, a not a really good statement, uh, but some things can be linked to demonic activity. And so what I do is I don't rule it out. I go to lo the Lord and uh, I, I believe sometimes he has showed me, you know, we had um, in our marriage, gosh, I don't remember the year. I mean, no, it was July around July 4th, I think up, uh, I would, I don't even know. I don't want to speculate 2009 maybe. And my wife literally saw just this black shadow in the room and knew that our demonic activity was coming against our marriage. And he, boy, was he ever because planting thoughts and see a lot of times when you don't take those thoughts captive, you entertain those thoughts. And let's say, uh, uh, there's a demonic thought put into your mind. What do you do with that thought? If you entertain it, then you keep fueling and feeding that wrong desire. And that demon gets actually more power, more authority, I believe. And then, yeah, entertain these thoughts and now I'm getting anger. And yeah, now I'm a little bitter and now I'm going to lash out. And, and the demons just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushing, pushing, pushing with more thoughts and more uh, things. And I believe that's really the only way they work is in our thought life. And of course, maybe orchestrating situations, uh, bringing people into our life <laughs> that are, um, boy, oh boy, they have the devil in them. And I've seen it. I've been just pumping gas and somebody would just get upset at me uh, like a homeless person or um, just start yelling at me or screaming at me if, if I'm in a store and you can tell the demonic realm just does not like when it's confronted with the light. And so <clears throat> I wish I could give you a playbook on how it all unfolds. The best source is the Bible. 
look at the nature of the demonic realm, look at what God's word says. You know, we wrestle against uh, principalities and powers and darkness, and we have to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's really the only way to defeat it. Uh, Putting on the whole armor of God and prayer and fasting. There's something about fasting. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting in Mark and in Matthew. Now, some manuscripts don't have it, but I believe if God didn't want it in the Bible, it wouldn't be there. I believe it's in there for a reason. Prayer and fasting. The early church fathers talk about the power of prayer and fasting when they're writing commentaries on that passage in Mark and Matthew. So sometimes spiritual pressure has to be applied to the demonic realm. Sometimes it can take weeks and weeks. And Lord, I'm fasting. I'm praying, break this out of my heart, break it out of my life. And you keep pressing in and you keep pressing in, you keep persevering, whatever it takes. And we don't give up. We don't get uh, discouraged and allow the enemy to come back in. The enemy works in a couple areas. He works in discouragement. He loves it when you're discouraged and when I'm discouraged. Uh, he just really, it just lets the wind out of our cells. I don't want to preach. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be involved in ministry. I am discouraged. Let me throw myself a pity party. So you have to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. What that means is put those thoughts under the cross of Christ, put those thoughts and say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? This is not right. This is not a right thought. You repent of it. And so the enemy loves when we're, we're discouraged. He also loves when we give in to sin, besetting sin and caving in. So example, if a man caves in or a woman, you know, there's a lot of women now struggling with pornography. They cave into that and they begin to entertain it. They don't repent of it. They begin to open that door. And now the enemy, I don't know exactly how it works, but now there's more fights in the home. There's more struggles between the spouses. Uh, the kids are going crazy in the home and it's just What is going on in our house? Well, a door has been opened to the demonic realm. So to sum it all up, I would take it to the Lord. I wouldn't assume that everything is demonic and I wouldn't assume that it's not. Um, And you look at, you look at things, Lord, I look at spiritually, what is going on spiritually? Lord, would you show me, would you help me pray with this person? What is going on uh, spiritually, meaning in the demonic realm? And what is going on with spiritual disciplines? Are they lacking reading the word of God and they have no prayer life? There's no devotional life. There's no fasting taking place. They're not obeying the word of God. Well, there you go. That That's another area. Or what's going on physically? Because I could get into a whole nother topic on epigenetics and the study on how um, <clears throat> the, 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 our diet actually raises certain good hormones and, and elevates them and and can really work with the microbiome on, on how we feel and our general sense of well-being and serotonin. And so a lot of people are rebuking the devil while they're heading to, to, to fast food. And, and um, you know, you got, you got to watch it there too. Now I'm going to get the emails. Are you saying that such and such place is a sin and not good? All I'm saying is, you know, you can enjoy, I think, things now and then. But when it turns into a, a lifestyle and if we're overweight, we struggle with obesity or diabetes, and we know this is this is not a good choice, then I do believe you can cross over, and this now becomes sin because it's not good for me. It's hurting me. Um, and so you look. I look at, at the body, what the nutrition, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people come to me. I mean, it's almost now, now like every month. I can't believe how much better I feel when I'm off of coffee, high levels of caffeine. Now that I'm eating better, now that I'm exercising, now I'm losing weight, I feel incredible. I have great energy. My, my, my mood is so much better. Praise God. But they just spent the last five years casting out a demon and they're, and they're frustrated because 
it didn't work. Well, you have to look at everything and allow God to really direct you. Be filled with the Spirit, discerning of spirits. And I believe there are some people gifted in this area. I know people at our church who are much more gifted in this area than me. Uh, my main calling is to preach repentance and to be that voice crying in the wilderness, calling our nation back, calling the prodigal son home. And and uh, I'm, I I don't have that type of, of, you know, calling as far as going into, if you want to call it deliverance ministry. Again, I don't use that term because every spirit-filled believer is in deliverance ministry. I don't think you, you know, but there's, there's nothing wrong with special training and equipping, make sure people are just filled with the spirit of God and, and, uh, and, and being part of, of this type of ministry that focuses on that. And I, I think that's okay. As long as we stay well balanced and, and we don't, um, get, you know, gravitate towards one end or the other, a very famous pastor in my area said he tried casting out a demon once and, uh, it didn't work. So he doesn't think we were able to do that today. Uh, that's not, you cannot interpret your, but the Bible by your experiences, you interpret your experiences through the lens of scripture. So anyway, I hope that helps. I would take it to the Lord. I would incorporate everything we just talked about prayer and fasting and surrender, obeying God's word and then asking for discernment, asking for wisdom. And if you feel, you know, I just feel, and I've done, I feel there's some demonic strongholds here and you begin praying for people in this area. You can tell there's, there's a manifestation and, um, I think that's why there is vomiting sometimes, people vomiting up stuff because somehow the body is affected and it's, it's, it's almost the natural and the and the spiritual are paralleling. So something has to come out in the natural that's coming out in the spiritual. Now, I don't know how that works. There's no really scriptural references for that, uh, but just based on past experiences, we see that there is a... Um, uh, there's a manifestation that often happens when a person is delivered. So I wouldn't fear it. I would embrace it and say, Lord, I want to pray with this person. I want to pray for them. And you begin to seek the heart of God and you take authority. See, that's, you have to remember you have authority. That demonic spirit does not have authority over you. You have authority over them. Now, of course, the person needs to be repentant. The person needs to come to know their Lord and, and Savior and there's a, that's a whole new dynamic and every situation's a little bit different. And that's why if you're led of the spirit, you use discernment, you use wisdom, you wait on God, you're not in a hurry, you know, see what God wants to do. You'd be amazed at, um, you know, some of the deliverance that he will do. And I won't go into a lot of detail. It's actually on our YouTube page, um, our channel. You can hear a man testify. He was at the altar and just during worship, man, it was like, boy, oh boy, oh boy, something was happening. And I, I was like, uh-oh, what, how do I handle this? And uh, we had just had six, seven people over him praying for him. And uh, it wasn't pretty. It was messy. But that's when God is moving and people are being set free. It's it's not it's not nice and tidy. And, and you can put it in this nice little box where it's not offensive. It doesn't upset people. Hey, we've got some new believer, new, new, new visitors here tonight. We don't want this happening. Hey, when God is moving, get used to different because you've got to be open. However, I didn't say gullible. Uh, sometimes the demonic realm will start to disrupt uh, your services and uh, you've got to be able to identify that and say, oh, you know, just, Hey, thank you. I'd love to talk to you after the service. I've done that before. Somebody just started crying out, Oh, son of David and son of David. And, and, uh, apparently she had some mental issues, but I think I sense more of a demonic thing. And so I told her, you know, ma'am, please be silent. I'd love to talk to you afterwards. And I just went back into it. Fortunately, she was quiet. Another time I was preaching uh, at American Baptist Association in Wisconsin at their, at their, uh, at their big center there. And I was talking about 
uh, homosexuality and and uh, people started to get up and leave, come to find out they were voting on this whole issue way back then. But a lady came up and she's just, t- man, the demonic, I could just tell looking at her. And uh, I said, oh, is my time up? I didn't even know who this person is. She's at the bottom of the stage. And she goes, no, I need to stop you right now. And you you, you shouldn't talk about these things. And I said, well, ma'am, I appreciate your, your input, but I'm going to keep preaching this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ or something along those lines. I'm going to preach, keep preaching. And... Uh, and would you please sit down? I can talk to you afterwards and just took authority in that area. And you can't give them the platform. You can't give them, you know, um, it's, it's this, this is in God's house and as pastors, you are leading God's house. You are shepherding God's house. So you take authority over the demonic realm. They have no authority over you. They don't tell you what to do. They can try to boss you around. They can try to manipulate. They can try to make you fear. They can try to make you weak and cowardly, but in Jesus name, you take authority. God has given me this position. I'm taking authority. You have no say so here. You sit underneath God's sovereignty and you take those thoughts captive and you begin to do what you've been called to do. So hope that helps and uh, tune in next time. Hopefully there'll be more topics that are relevant for the times we are living in. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.